Chapter 22, Moving Right Along. After the victim impact panel, I decided to just go with the flow. At the end of July, I was informed by Bernie Hoyt, one of my former baseball players at St. Joseph's College, that our 1994 NAIA District 31 championship team was going to be inducted into the St. Joseph's College Athletic Hall of Fame. It made me happy. Not so much for myself, but for the players on the team. It was a great team that performed during a special but controversial season. The controversy began before the season started and had nothing to do with the baseball program. It was all about the basketball program. The basketball coach, Joe Maniacci, and I were hired at the same time a year earlier. Joe was a good guy and, from all I could tell, a fine basketball coach. Fortunately for me, I inherited a program that had some talent. The previous coach had done a good job recruiting and building the program. I added the ingredients needed to put it over the top. The basketball program was a mess, very little talent, and the NAIA District 31 was a strong conference in all sports. Joe had gotten his ass kicked the year before and was probably going to get his ass kicked again. In my opinion, he was worn out already, and I don't believe he was diligent in his recruiting efforts as he could have been. He wanted out of the NAIA. He wanted to move to Division Three, the NCAA. He would have gotten his ass kicked there, too. I had been in a similar situation when I became the head baseball coach at Suffolk Community College West in 1988. Basically, there were no players. Maybe 11 or 12 my first year. The conference we were in, Region 15, in the NJCAA was powerful, and I got my ass kicked. But the day after the season, I started to recruit and recruit and recruit some more. I went to every local high school, talked to each head coach, and spoke with each player individually. We made the playoffs my second, third, and fourth year and had three consecutive winning seasons. Then I got hired by St. Joe's. I could be wrong, but I don't think Coach Maniachi was willing to recruit. He got into a big confrontation with athletic director Frank Molzov. Frank was a stubborn son of a bitch, but I liked him. He was a great basketball coach in his own right and the former head basketball coach at St. John's University. He took over at St. John's when Lou Carnesecca became the head coach of the New York Nets. Frank was at St. John's from 1971 to 1973 and was the NCAA 1972 Coach of the Year. Had a 675 winning percentage and got fired. Why? Carnesecca couldn't coach in the pros and wanted to come back to St. John's. Was a favorite son and the AD at St. John's hated Frank. Frank was tough, brash wasn't an ass kicker, liked to drink, and like I said, could be a son of a bitch. Similarly, for all of the same reasons, even though he had been there for 14 years, had started and built the athletic program from the ground up and did a magnificent job, I think the president of St. Joseph's, Sister Elizabeth Hill, wanted to get rid of him. So when Maniachi got through to the sister, she had the excuse she needed. I stuck up for Frank and was loyal to him. Though Sister Elizabeth liked me at the beginning of my tenure, because of my loyalty to Frank and because maybe I was a little like him, she became bitter towards me. I won the district. I was the District 31 and CACC Coach of the Year, but had a tough season. Frank was fired just before the baseball season, and I had no buffer between myself and the administration. Sister Elizabeth didn't help. 
In fact, she made my life miserable during and after the season ended. We had a bitter divorce. The years somewhat healed the wounds. The great 1994 baseball team got inducted into the Hall of Fame Friday, October 5th, 2012, and I accepted the honor on their behalf. It turned out to be a great night. My daughters, Mary and Gina, attended. I saw my former players. Frank was there, and I made what they tell me was a great acceptance speech. The next big event, 2012, was Hurricane Sandy. Towards the end of October, the National Weather Service began issuing several wind and storm warnings for the tri-state area and Long Island specifically. Then the warnings turned into hurricane warnings. They were right. Long Island got nailed big time. Houses were destroyed. Roads were wiped out. Telephone and electric poles were ripped out of the ground. Cars were smashed. People were injured. And some even lost their lives. The, the south shore of Long Island was devastated, both in Nassau and Suffolk counties. The garage at my house in Bethpage, where my daughters were staying, was destroyed. My neighbor's tree was uprooted and took out two of the trees on my property and smashed the roof. The roof in the back of the house was also partially damaged. Thank God no one was hurt. Because my in-laws had lost all of their electricity in their house, they stayed at the house with my ex-wife. To accommodate them, my daughter Gina spent a little over a week with me. It was a pleasure to have her. After the storm subsided, one Sunday morning, I took a ride down to the beach on the shore of the Great South Bay in Babylon. The devastation that took place was clear. One particular house that stood on the curve of the road that approached the beach looked like Godzilla had stepped on the roof and squashed and flattened it into a pile of debris. The deck and the dock and the pier at Bergen Point that had been rebuilt after the previous hurricane were completely ripped out. So in two years, 2011 and 2012, we had two hurricanes. The one in 2011 was minor league. Hurricane Sandy won the World Series. The end of the year and the holiday season were relatively uneventful. I spent Thanksgiving alone. The girls came over for breakfast. I went to church, spent the rest of the day working, playing the guitar, and watching football. The Jets were playing the Patriots in a hyped-up night game. The Jets got destroyed, and the quarterback, Mark Sanchez, became involved in one of the funniest plays of all time, the butt fumble. If you don't know what it is or never saw it, Google it. Words can't describe it. I spent Christmas Eve with my daughters, Christmas Day with my cousins, and New Year's Eve at a party at the home of my friend Joe Chetty. For the first time, and I don't know how long, I spent the entire holiday season sober. Not a drop. <laughs>